So yeah, I have to do my co-host. I go. Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swing. And last night, ladies and gentlemen, was the 2021 WrestleMania. Oh my God, who the hell cares? Uh, yeah, certainly not me. I would say. Uh, I mean, I uh, I was a little disappointed um, about a couple of things last night in WrestleMania. Uh, one of them was the one of them was the uh, the Edge, obviously not coming away with the world title, even though he's in his 40s, and it really wouldn't make sense to put the belt on him right now. I still wanted him to win the match, uh, and also the Alexa Bliss swerve. I mean, you take all this time to build the storyline, and then you pull the classic villainous backstab. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, at least build this up to be something, at least build them up as the power couple or the sister Abigail, whatever it may be. But no, no, you go classic uh, classic Hollywood backstab and uh, I just, I don't know, man. WrestleMania just doesn't have the same luster to me anymore as it used to. Yeah, I don't care either. So how are you guys? By the way, uh, just so you guys know, I will be in studio solo next week. I will have no Yankee game, no music, no nothing to do, and uh, I'll be able to be completely quiet so that uh, I won't have any background noise or nothing. So I'll, I'll be fully, fully active on the show next week for the first time in, in quite some time. So uh, excited about that. But anyways, how you guys do this weekend? I'm good. Well, you know, I'll tell you. You guys know that as a, uh, as a. Uh, um, uh, as a career, you know, right now I'm currently a debt collector, you know, which is fine. But I'll, I'll admit, though, it, it's helped me develop uh, a real short. short so you're telling me you have to like go in and like you have, you have to like go break some kneecaps and stuff like that, huh? You got to You got to You got to kick down doors and bust open cracks no. and skulls. No, it's over the phone, but it's uh, it, it's helped me develop a little short uh, a shorter fuse than normal. Uh, you know, so, well, I mean, uh, yeah, it's kind of one of those businesses icon where, um, you're just doing your job just like everybody else. Just like everybody at the DMV, everybody at 
you know, um, 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 any kind of clerical place, like at a hospital or any, anywhere that's billing you, you're just doing your job, but you're always the villain. You're always the bad guy. Everybody's going to hate you. It's just the nature of the job. I mean, it's like a, being a natural heel. Hey, I'm coming to take your hard-earned money. Well, if you would have done what you were supposed to do beforehand, I wouldn't have to be here. So uh, I get it, Icon. I mean, it, it's 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 you doing you, man. It's you paying the bills and, and uh, you you making a living and you – making that money so that you don't end up on the other end of that phone. So I respect that. Right. And like I say, I've developed a little bit of a short fuse uh, over the last, I don't know, month, month and a half. As you said, little things really bother me. Uh, And, uh, you know, there's uh, so many things that have just gotten on my nerves lately, Uh, (laughs) you know, but uh, the one thing is, uh, being on the show with you guys, I have a, I have a way to uh, have some relief because uh, I can actually vent my frustrations uh, about certain things, uh, which uh, we will talk about here in a little bit. But uh, we'll let Granny answer the question, and then uh, I can let everybody know who's going to be on tonight and some of the stuff that we got cooking in the future. So what am I supposed to answer? <laughs> How are you doing? Oh, I'm okay. I mean, I got to go to an amazing wrestling show Saturday night in Springdale. It it was the one that used to be called Arkansas Championship Wrestling, the one I was president of the fan club. We changed the name to International Championship Wrestling Arkansas. El Torito was supposed to be in attendance, but he couldn't make it. So they brought in former WWE, ECW, uh, Lucha Libre star, super crazy for the night, for a match. And he was part of the main event in a triple threat match, and he informed Spike Lopez that he wanted to face him for the championship belt, and he wanted ECW rules, tables, ladders, chairs, anything goes. Well... Spike was crying like a baby and complaining about everything like he always likes to do. So he, um, they've decided Uh, to make a match between Super Crazy and Spike Lopez for the belt, for the championship belt, May 9th. Now, and super crazy, says, Granny, come on, get in the ring with me. So I got in the ring, and I'm standing there next to super crazy. And super crazy says, Spike Lopez, Granny and I got something to say to you. And we're standing there flapping our arms saying, chicken, chicken, chicken. And somebody took a picture of me standing in the ring with super crazy, flapping my arms like a chicken. So that was a lot of fun. Super crazy was a really nice guy. I can't take her anywhere without her embarrassing me. <laughs> and uh, real he quick can't here. take me anywhere without embarrassing him. And my friend. And, and, his... and real quick here, uh, Big Swing, did you forget something? You know she causes trouble. Where'd he go, Big? Did he step away? He must have. Anyway, uh, first off, Granny, we want to wish you a happy birthday. Uh, I mean, not a happy birthday, but a happy anniversary. Uh, the 5th of April marked uh, uh, the three anniversary of when you joined us when we had your friend on. 
and you yep, became a Chelsea. permanent stable of the show, April fifth. Yeah. Yep. yep. And um, um, it's also my anniversary and Big Swing's anniversary uh, because the show officially hit the air the first Monday after uh, WrestleMania. Uh, wow. And uh, I, was, I was waiting for him to comment on that, but apparently he forgot that. But, uh, you know, um, you know what they say, when you forget your anniversary, uh, you get served fish sticks for a week for missing the date. So Big Swing is going to get fish sticks now for the next week. I can't remember. Wow. So um, anyway, uh, we have a big show tonight, so I'm going to let everybody know who we got on. Uh, we have uh, Samantha Slides on with us. Uh, she's making her uh, – uh, she's finally going to be on the show um, after uh, several schedules and cancellations and reschedules. She's gonna, finally going to be on with us. Um, so and, uh, i got to ask you guys. Have, uh, oh, sorry. I'll let you okay. finish. Sorry. I had to jump in. And we're going to have uh, Michael uh, uh, Lebner. Uh, he is uh, the uh, president uh, and CEO of the modeling agency and magazine, uh, and uh, they're going to start. They're going to feature us in their magazine, uh, Twisted Which Angels. is awesome, by the way. Yes, it is, and uh, he's got uh, he's got connections in the wrestling community, so he's going to get more guests for us. And uh, we're also nice. going to have. Brad Lee Tassel, uh, world-famous comedian. Uh, he's going to be on with us uh, in the second hour. But uh, like I was saying, uh, Big Swing, you forgot to wish Granny a happy anniversary because she's been with us officially three years on uh, April 5th. And uh, the anniversary of yours with my friendship started the Monday after WrestleMania. Uh, what, six years ago now? Seven years ago now? Uh, so, it's getting up there now, yeah. Uh, cause it I is remember, getting up there for sure. this long with you guys. Well, because yeah, remember, uh, WrestleMania, well, remember, well, WrestleMania was a lot sooner. WrestleMania was a lot sooner uh, earlier the last couple of years. Like years ago, it was still in March. It wasn't in April. And um, we had March Madness coming up. I remember Dustin flew out there first. Uh, and then I ended up coming out there a couple of years later, but uh, but yeah, man, you you were a consistent part of the show, and I mean now, like that, you are the show. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's yeah, funny how things yeah, go. Yeah, uh, but I actually started full time on the show the uh, the the Monday after WrestleMania. You guys had uh, you guys had started the show, uh, kicked off it with that interview with Buff Bagwell. You remember? Well, well, uh, hey, hey, Mr. Primetime. By the way, I wanted to tell you, uh, I do got to step aside here, finish up some Yankee coverage. Um, like I said, I will be active 100% next week, um, but I do have to do some Yankee coverage as well as the music station you hear in the background right now. Uh, however, we do have the 780 number on, so uh, I'm assuming that's our first guest. I'm going to pop you through. You do your thing like you do so well, and uh, I will be in when I can. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, finally making her appearance on Attitude Era Live as she slides into the ring right now. She is the lovely, she is the tattooed one herself. She is Samantha Slice. 
Hey guys, this is Samantha Slide. You are listening to the Attitude Era live with host the icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Halster. How's it going, guys? Good. Now tell me, was that about the best in-ring introduction you've ever had? Uh, probably, most definitely, yes. <laughs> awesome. And uh, are you? No, you'll have to. This, uh... You'll have to excuse me. My I've got a sinus cold going on, so I sound a little stuffed up. So don't mind me. Well, well, we love you, and uh, we're going to have fun with this interview. Uh, and uh, I'm going to announce this uh, contest, and then uh, this is where uh, you'll come in. Um, okay. Uh, we have a contest going on starting from the end of this week's show to beginning next week's show. Uh, anybody that goes to our Facebook page and likes us uh, on Off the Ropes will be automatically entered uh, to win an autograph from uh, the guests from this week. And uh, hopefully, Samantha, you'll be able to send us some autographs for some giveaways. Uh, I sent you an address. Hopefully, you'll be able to take care of that. We'll discuss that later. But what we want to do first, uh, before we interview, is have us give us a little background about yourself. And then uh, I'll ask you a few questions. And, Granny, then we'll come back to me and ask you the tough questions. So, go ahead. All right. Well, I've been wrestling since the year 2000. So, obviously, 21 years. I in Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, I was actually born in Toronto, Ontario. I was trained by gorgeous Michelle Starr, Chance Beckett, and Vicious Vern Siebert. So I had quite a few influences on my training. And yeah, um, been going strong for 21 years. So think about this, your career is now old enough to have a beer. Pretty much, yeah. I can't believe I'm actually still doing it, to tell you the truth. But my body's holding up, so. Well, and uh, you wrestle for an interesting company. Uh, what is the name of the company you wrestle for? Uh, right now? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, BEW and also RCW. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, the company is owned by Claude Cushion, correct? Correct, yeah. And he's been a guest of ours. Uh, he's been a, he's been on our show. And uh, uh, you also, uh, uh, we found out that you got a, a wrestler there who's kind of a jerk, uh, the Terminator, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, actually, I don't really know much about him, so well, I can't we really do comment. because he calls he calls into our show every week and insults us. So oh, uh, <laughs> here's what we're gonna do uh, when he. Uh, when you're in a, when you guys at your next event and he's in the ring, I want you to take him out. I'm going to put a bounty on him right now. So and Granny's going to enter. Granny's going to add to that bounty as well. So uh, oh yeah, we're going to do for sure. Yeah, we're 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 going to have we're going to have some fun with this interview. We have uh, Samantha slides with us. We have uh, actually 30 minutes with Samantha, so we're going to have some fun. And here we go. Uh, so now, in your um, in your tenure in the business. 21 years, that, that's, you know, two decades. Uh, you know, the one thing is, and I'm, I'm not saying this to kiss your ass or anything, a lot of our fans will think that, but you definitely do not look your age for all, uh, as long as you've been in the business. I, oh, well, thank you. Do you know how old I am? Uh, I do not, but I know you, uh, you don't look your age, and I know you um, act your age, but you don't look your age. <laughs> I'm 47. You're 47. And, uh, I am. <laughs> and, uh, you're, you're from, um, uh, you, you do live in, uh, um, Edmonton. 
Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And you guys got some, some of that white crap up there this weekend, didn't you? Yeah, we did, unfortunately. I actually posted a couple of pictures on Facebook. So. Yeah, I know. And, uh, you know, I'm from North Dakota. And, uh, you know, uh, it's funny. Uh, Alberta is famous for sending us uh, what they call Alberta Clippers. And we get a lot of the snow that you send us, and we appreciate that. Ah, okay. Well, at least somebody appreciates it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, I was being sarcastic, but anyway. Oh, okay. uh, so now, now uh, a couple things here. I'm going to ask you a few questions, then we'll go to Granny, and then uh, uh, we have some fans in the chat room that are asking some questions, and we'll ask those. Uh, and just so you know, they're not coming from me or Granny or Big Swing. They're coming from our fans, and, uh, uh, you know, I usually don't shy away from asking questions, so when it comes to them, I'll let you know it's from them and not from me. Uh, so now, when you uh, wrestle, um, you uh, you're obviously uh, a, a strong wrestler. And you are the, if I'm not mistaken, you are the current champion, are you not? Correct. Yes. And how long have you held that title? Well, they had their first show. Oh, I'd say probably ooh, four months ago, maybe. So. Yeah, four months. It was their first show, so I'm the first uh, women's champ that they've had. So, and uh, when you uh, wrestle, would you consider yourself to be a, a baby face, a heel, an in between? Are you more like what the crowd thinks you are? Um, I'm a kind of a tweeter, I guess, because I do have some fans that like my work, um, and then I also have fans that hate me. So. Well, with that being said, Granny, it sounds like we got a little bit of a heel. What do you got for our guest, Samantha Slides? We have 28 minutes. Go ahead, Granny. Uh, hello, I'm Granny Hoekster. I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a fan. Even wrestlers have threatened to throw me in the ring several times. But I don't <laughs> like the heels. I can talk some pretty good smack to the heels when I have to. So, you nice. know. I love I love interacting with the wrestlers. I love the independent shows because I have a lot of friends that are that I consider part of my wrestling family, even though I'm not related to any of them. But um, one of my questions is to you: <clears throat> Growing up, or well, before you got into the business, who was one of your favorite wrestlers besides me? Uh, oh yes, definitely besides you. Um, well, I would have to say I Jake the Snake Roberts is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved Coco Beware and Frankie. I don't know if you remember That's them. That's a good one. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah, I most certainly do. I most yeah. certainly do. Anybody with the, yeah, anybody with the animals, you know, like the British Bulldogs, they had Matilda. And, oh, you know. yeah. Yeah, there's there's a few, so a big British Bulldog fan because I love English Bulldogs and Matilda was just like, I love Matilda. So, I mean, yeah. I'm 58. I'll be 59 in August. So, yeah, I remember those names that you mentioned. And uh, my other question to you is, if you had an opportunity to have any kind of dream match, what would it be and who would you want to face in your dream match? I would probably say Harley Race. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, definitely. Oh, for sure, definitely, yeah, because 
he was such a great heel, you know, just he didn't have yeah. to do much. Yeah, but the he was. That he did I, I, was. I knew her, I knew Harley. I mean, I got to meet him a few times, and I'm friends with his son and daughter-in-law. And when we lost Harley, that was just a horrible, horrible many yeah. losses, you know, in the world of professional wrestling. I mean, um, yeah. So. Yeah, and as far as what kind of match it would be, I just say a straight up match, just a hard hitting, you know, just great psychology. And, yeah. Yeah. See, I was at a wrestling show Saturday night, and I live in Springdale, Arkansas, and I was at a wrestling show Saturday night, and <clears throat> we were supposed to have um, El Torito there, and he couldn't make it, so they brought in former WWE, former ECW, Lucha Libre superstar, super crazy. And oh, he was cool, a yeah. really nice. He was a really nice guy, and so he was facing. He was in a triple threat match against our champion and um, handgun and and everything. And super crazy he says, Spike Lopez, I want to match. Get just you and me for that championship belt tonight. We're gonna do ECW rules: tables, ladders, chairs, street fight. Anything goes. He says, Come on. Granny, get in the ring with me. So I got in the ring, and I'm standing there next to him. And, of course, I have my original Granny shirt on. He says, what you going to do when Granny Hulkster goes crazy on you? And I've had it for 20-plus years. And so we're standing in the ring, and he says, Spike Lopez, Granny and I got something to say to you. We're standing there flapping our arms saying, chicken, chicken, chicken. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, <laughs> And so I took a picture of me and, and posted it on my Facebook page earlier today. So, I mean, I love, I mean, these wrestlers, they get in my face and they tell me to sit down and shut up before I break a hip or don't I have a curfew at the nursing home? I got one wrestler <laughs> where I had my keys and I threw my fist up in his face. I almost hit him in the nose with my keys and my fist. I said, baby, I, so Granny funny. don't need no curfew. I got keys to the building. You know, it's so funny because actually you and I should go as a tag team because uh, when I wrestled for MPW, they would call me Grandma <laughs> when I'd go to the ring. <laughs> oh, so well, funny. Yeah. Co- former co-worker, give me that name because I love wrestling. And then I, my friend made me my shirt, and I started wearing it to independent wrestling shows, and the wrestlers, they all call me granny. Their spouses call me granny. Their kids call me granny. The fans call me granny. I don't even go by my real name anymore at a wrestling show. <laughs> right on. Um, and the guys at the DMV call her granny, too. Uh, uh, Samantha Slides is our guest here. We have uh, 23 minutes. Uh, I'm going to ask. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and ask you a few uh, difficult questions. Then uh, I'm going to uh, ask the fan questions. Uh, we do okay. have a caller on, and uh, I will edit this caller. We'll see who it is. Uh, will you be willing to take a call or two? For sure. All right. Let's see. It is six three nine. You're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, Granny, you all. Bart, you want to stop talking about the same shit all the time? Getting tired to hear you talking about the fucking... 
Jimmy and all the bullshit you freaking king. So take a high grinding and give the jump to somebody that I know this is the Terminator and I'm gonna come and terminate you. Bye, old fart. Well wow. uh, hey, Granny, those, those are uh, one of those promos that you're talking about right there. Yeah, hey Granny. Oh, that you gonna... person likes to call in and harass us and whoever you are Terminator, it's getting very old. You calling into our show, you saying the same old thing over and over and over again. If you don't like what we got to say, you don't even have to listen. Personally, I really wish you wouldn't listen and call in because you're you're just being very annoying and you're being very rude to the people that we're interviewing. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Well, I, I actually, I actually, I'm actually going to do one better than uh, Samantha will get back to you because this is your time. Uh, if the Terminator wants to be a guest on this show, okay, if he wants to uh, not hide behind his computer because uh, he works for uh, the same company that uh, Samantha does, uh, if he wants to be a guest on this show, why don't you send me a message on Messenger? I'll get you on the show, and you can actually uh, have an actual interview instead of calling with this BS that you're doing. Okay, now that now back to the originally scheduled program. So now, Samantha, <laughs> real quick here, I'm going to ask you a couple questions, and we'll ask you. Then the fans will uh, I'll ask the fan questions for you because uh, the the chat room is actually going pretty crazy for you right now. Cool. Uh, you know, and we'll talk about this a little bit. We won't go into too much detail, but uh, how has, you know, we know that COVID's going on. Uh, how has that affected your career and what you're doing um, uh, in your area there? Well, um, we're not wrestling right now. Uh, obviously, we just actually got uh, put back to stage one for uh, for the COVID so basically, no gyms are open, uh, no restaurants. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much back to square one for us. That's and a lot of Canada, I guess. So. And uh, but, you know, you're um, you're uh, you are part of the uh, uh, a group called the Army of Darkness. Uh, as a matter of correct. fact, we now now with you on the show, we've now actually had two thirds of the group. We had uh, Viking Rage on with us. And uh, we now have you on, and hopefully, uh, who's the third individual in this group? It's it's his name's Machete. Okay, uh, yeah. you know, uh, hopefully uh, we can get him on the show, and maybe uh, eventually, when uh, you know uh, things are normalized a little bit with COVID in your air, we can get all three of you guys on. I think that'd be great. Because uh, be uh, awesome. I'm watching this, I'm watching this promo video. Or I should say, I watched this promo video with uh, the three of you. Uh, this is on your Facebook page. Uh, so, uh, how, how long ago was that? That was probably at the BEW show. So All that right. was, yeah, at least a couple months and, ago. Uh, Anyways. Yeah, one of our fans has asked us a question. They said, uh, they one one fan asked. Uh, you know, with as good looking as beautiful you are, how come they didn't ask you to be the stunt double for Wonder Woman in the new movie? What? You're so yeah. funny. Well, no, that's a that's a guest question. That's not my question. <laughs> well, I don't know. You have to talk to the director about that and tell him to call me up next time. 
Has anybody, well, I'm kind of curious, has anybody ever compared you to Wonder Woman before? Has anybody ever compared me to Wonder Woman? No. Yeah, looking like, looking like Gail Godot. What's that? That, that? Has anybody ever told you you look like Gail Godot before? Who's that? She is Wonder Woman. Oh, Wonder Woman? No, nobody's ever told me I look like her. Really? Well, I get better No. <laughs> huh. <laughs> um... Let's see, a couple other questions, uh, and like I say, these are fan questions, and uh, I'm going to ask you uh, my tougher questions, but uh, one fan had commented, uh, you got, they said you got some cool tattoos on your arm, they're wondering what they are and if you designed them or um, how they came about. Well, I've had them for many years. Um, I have a dragon on my arm, I've got a skull, got a lot of black and white. Uh, I've got a ship. I've got lots going on on my own, and I've designed none of them. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, now, so you have you have you have four tattoos total, is that right? No, I've got many. I've got lots, but yeah, my my both arms are covered. And do you have do you have a favorite one compared to to any of the others? I'd have to say my skull on my on my shoulder. That's probably my favorite. That's that's cool. I like that. Uh, yeah. So um, we have Samantha Spies, our guest here. We have 16 minutes here with Samantha. And, uh, of course, she's so beautiful. We should wear 16 years. But um, <laughs> now, when you uh, decided to get into the business, uh, did you did you think that you'd be in the business as long as you have been? No, actually, <laughs> I know I say that to myself every day, but no. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a long, long ride. Um, 21 years, and I'm still doing it. I uh, I didn't think I'd be doing it this long, but like I said before, my body's still holding up, and I don't know. And uh, who, uh, who trained you? Did you originally go to, like, a wrestling school or uh, – I did. Uh, uh, Go ahead. Weren't you weren't you listening earlier? I told you. No. <laughs> actually, I did tell you, but that's okay. Um, it actually, it was uh, ECCW in Vancouver. And uh, the training facility was called the House of Pain. And Gorgeous Michelle Starr and Chance Beckett and Vicious Von Siebert trained me. Well, you see, I, I heard that, but a, a, fan, uh, a fan asked the question. I didn't oh, know. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. So get mad at them. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, well, actually, we have another caller. Uh, boy, um, I can't wait to see what this is about, but uh, we'll see. Uh, uh, caller, you're on the air. Go ahead. What's your question? Miss Samantha Slide, how you doing, young lady? Hey, how's it going? I think I know who this is. You know who this is? I'm pretty sure that gets the my boss from VEW. There you go. I just figured I'd call and try to promote that big fight between you and Cat. Perfect. Well, yeah. no way, my friend. I was I was just gonna, I was just going to ask about that fight, but uh, we'll let you promote it. Then I'm going to ask some questions about that. 
Oh yeah, no, yeah, to, no, yeah, we just, I would just get uh, Samantha and Kat fighting for the woman, the BW National Woman title, and it's coming up uh, soon in what four weeks now, five weeks, something like that. So, yeah, the twenty eighth, it's coming up. Hopefully, that we be allowed to do it. Like, like you said, we're back to stage one in Alberta. They're back to stage one. So, I'm still waiting to hear from the government here and see what's going on, but. You know, we're seeing. I hope they're going to allow us. And I just thought I'd call in and say hi and say, how are you doing? And hopefully you're keeping in shape for the big fight because that's going to be oh, a tough yeah. one on that one. Oh, yeah, well, for know, sure. I'll tell you, uh, yeah. Yeah, real quick, Claude, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll go back. I'm going to ask some answers some questions about that. Fight, yeah, yeah but, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, that's fine. But, you know, you have a you have a new guy on your roster, the Terminator. I, I'm so sick of this guy. Uh, I'll tell you what, you have him get a hold of me. I, I want to get him on the air because, you know, he's uh, he's a real pain in my ass. And uh, we, now have a, we now have a bounty on this guy. So tell him to contact me. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I, I don't even like, he doesn't like me. I don't like him. He's in freaking Australia. I don't like, he's probably, that's, what's today here? Monday, it's Tuesday night over there or something like that, Tuesday Tuesday afternoon or something over there. I don't even know why he's not working that clown, but yeah. Well, uh, uh, well uh, let's see what we could do to get that. Yeah, you know what, on the air, I'm not going to say it, but, you know, yeah. All right. Well, what did he call today? I missed it. All right. Well, he's a, he's a, he's a jack, but anyway. Uh, we have did he call today? I missed here. it. Uh, we, 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 we got 12 minutes left uh, uh, With Samantha So now uh, your opponent This match that you got coming up And you know you mentioned you guys are back to stage one Which is really really sad I, You know uh, I, I still say That we're starting to turn the corner on this thing uh, At least here in the states We are um, You know um, I don't know how it is in other parts of the, of the world But uh when you guys have your show, we want to promote it, uh, and we'll definitely do that for you. But uh, have you ever faced uh, this gal before, Samantha, that you're fighting? Oh, yeah, many times. Yeah, uh, many times. Who, who has a better record? Who has a better record? Yeah. Well, definitely me. Well, that's I don't know that's if you knew this about me. That's the I was looking for. <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> if you're – pardon me? This is for the title, right? It is, correct, yes. Yeah. Okay, now, um, so the match is supposed to take place in four weeks, you hope, correct? May 28th, yes. And is there a name of of the show? Do you guys have a name for it? Yeah, the takedown. The takedown. And uh, since you're the promoter, and we love you as a guest, but we love when you're on with us, uh, let fans know... um, where it's at, uh, the the time, the location, and uh, if tickets are available, uh, if they might come available, how can they get them? Let us know the uh, uh No, the, the, I was going to get the tickets shipped to, it's going to be at the, 
what what the hell is it called? Everything's lean and red there, but because of back to stage one, I was afraid that they might say it's not going to go on. But I'm just waiting to hear by next week, and hopefully I'll have them in uh, Red Deer. It's going to be at the Festival Hall uh, in Red Deer. Uh, the doors, the VIP opens up at 6.30. The show's at 7.30. And we have uh, eight great cards belts on it and yeah you're paying the ass i guess he's gonna be you say he's gonna show up so i don't know we'll see um i've got the the white division titles gonna be on the women's titles gonna be on and and the tag team tournament's gonna be on hey uh granny real quick here um if he uh does if this terminator guy does show up uh do you have anything you want claude to tell him well, Claude, please have somebody take care of that annoying Terminator guy. He keeps calling into our podcast in the middle of our interviews and being very rude and taking time away from our guests that we're trying to interview. I don't care. If he's picking on me, he's leaving somebody else alone. But it's getting. he said that he was getting very sick and tired of me saying the same old stuff all the time. Well... Mr. Terminator, Granny's got a message for you. You better practice what you preach, buddy, because it's getting very tiresome hearing you say the same old thing as well. So, Claude, please have somebody take him out for me. If you would be so kind. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll try to see what I could do here. He's in Australia, so it's kind of hard. And, you know, I don't want to take time away from Samantha here. That's her show here. Uh, I just figured I called and said hi to Samantha and looking forward to seeing her at the show here. Well, thanks and, for calling, uh, Claude. And Claude remember, Pardon me, Samantha? I said thank you for calling. Oh, yeah, for sure, Samantha. Yeah, for sure. I haven't heard from you in a bit since I saw you in Edmonton there. So I figured I called and said hi and looking forward to this show here. And, uh, Claude, don't forget, uh, you said that you'd get uh, the icon, the backstage pass, if he can show up. So I'm going to work on getting to one of your shows. Well, yeah, if you want to show up on the 28th, I'll get you backstage. There you go. Yeah, you want to meet some. Yeah, I'm sure you want to meet Samantha in person, so you might as well show up and you know. Well, yeah, I want uh, I want that kiss on the cheek that you promised me. <laughs> yeah, well, good luck with that one. All right. Well, <laughs> okay, got, you guys have out. a good night. You guys keep up the the good work. And Granny, I'll try to see what I could do with that pain in you uh, in your behind. Okay. I appreciate you. that, Claude. Thank you uh, for calling uh, in. Okay. Bye, bye, guys. So, uh, without uh, uh, Samantha, without giving away too many secrets, because I'm sure your opponent is listening, um, but, uh, you know, every uh, wrestler has a great finishing maneuver. Tell us what yours is, what it's called, and uh, what what's, uh, it's involved when you utilize your uh, finishing hold. Well, I, I'm usually a heel, right? So I don't usually win too many matches, but... <clears throat> When I do win, it's definitely cheat to win. Well, that's okay. Um, uh, I, I I don't know what that noise is. I don't know if that's coming Sorry, from your. Sorry, that's my uh, cockatoo. That's my cockatoo in the background. That's your noise. <laughs> I've got a, a cockatoo. cockatoo. His name's Casper. Yeah. Hello, oh, Casper. Really? Well, that's awesome. Uh, does he want to be interviewed too? <laughs> Oh, I'm sure he'd love to be interviewed. 
Here, let's go off. Hello, Casper. Hold on. Casper. So this match, um, uh, this is obviously a grudge match between you two, correct? Yes. Now, um, you know, you mentioned that you wrestled over four. Now, uh, and you, uh, hopefully this match will happen. You know, you mentioned you're back, you guys are back to stage one, but, um, now when you, um, when you, uh, prepare to wrestle, uh, her now, uh, do you, uh, do you go back and look at like old matches if there's footage or, uh, do you pretty much know, um, how she lives and breathes in the ring? I pretty much know how she lives and breathes in the ring. Definitely. Oh, yeah. And now, you mentioned, uh, you know, you kind of mentioned that you guys have had a lot of matches. Uh, would you say it's in the uh, more or less than uh, 20? I'd probably say about 20. Yeah, maybe a little less, but... Do you remember the first time you ever had a match with her? Yeah, it was for Monster Pro Wrestling. And it was, poof, I don't even know how long ago. Uh, at least seven years ago. And you were the victor? I don't remember. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> and uh, who's going to be the victor after this match? You know what? I have no idea. It's, you just never know. Going into the ring, you know, just play it out and just see what happens. Well, here's the thing. You are the champion, correct? Yes. Now, here's the thing. Uh, we have a record on uh, the Attitude Era Live over the last seven years. Uh, any guest that we've had on that uh, has went for a title or has uh, uh, had been a champion and uh, defended the title, no one has ever lost. And here's our record over the last seven years. And you guys can believe this or disbelieve this, but we are 1,600 and oh. So you cannot break that streak. <laughs> you, have to, you have to hang on to that title at all costs. No all pressure. Right. <laughs> no pressure, that's right. No pressure, definitely. Uh, uh, Samantha Clyde <clears throat> is our guest here. we got about four minutes. Um, now, uh, Hopefully, uh, do you think you would be willing to send us some uh, autographs for some giveaways? I will be. I will be definitely doing that for you. Yes. Okay. And then if our fans want to check out, and, see, and if our fans want to check you out and see it, you got a you got Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe. What do you got? I've got just my Facebook, and it's under Tanya Dunster. I just I'm not one to really promote myself. Um, how do I say this without sounding? You don't uh, have I'm an ego. I'm not a. I'm not a mark for myself. Let's just say that. I. Uh, I don't know. So, when I first started uh, wrestling, there wasn't no Facebook. There wasn't no Twitter or whatever you want to call it. It was just a computer and YouTube. Well, Actually, you know, no, I don't even think there was YouTube back then. Yeah. Well, you know, I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but you know, you mentioned you have heelish tendencies, but you don't have an ego. That doesn't really go hand in hand. Usually, heels have an ego. Usually. Well, when I step in the ring, all ego, all ego. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, you know, a lot of people would say, "Well, uh, you know, icon." If anybody knows about having an ego, it's you. Well, <laughs> that's true. I do. 
But uh, anyway, uh, we have a Samantha Pleasure guest here. we got about two minutes left. Uh, now, uh, hopefully uh, you'd be willing to uh, talk to uh, the the third member of your group and uh, have him contact me because we'd like to get him on the show with us as well. Uh, I'm sure that he's a pretty good talker <laughs> like you and the Viking. Oh, for sure, yeah, definitely. I'll get to to hook you up. All right. Sure. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, refresh our memory real quick. Uh, when uh, your next match is going to be supposed to be? It's going to be uh, May twenty eighth at the Festival Hall in Red Deer. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, Samantha Slides is our guest here. Uh, you know, I wish we had uh, more time. It's uh, it's sad that uh, <clears throat> we have to uh, we have to end the interview, but uh, we uh, would love to have you on again, and hopefully we can get. Uh, uh, your whole uh, group on with us uh, to talk to us. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, Samantha, you uh, uh, you take care. You be safe out there. And, hey, do not lose that title. I will not. <laughs> Thanks, Samantha. Right, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, Granny. Have Thank a great you. evening. Right. You too, guys. That's Thank awesome. you. Bye-bye. Samantha Slides, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Uh, it looks like our next guest is on right now. So we're going to go uh, uh, right to this. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. He's bringing his camera. He's bringing uh, his personality and he's bringing probably the hottest females to ever hit any magazine cover. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Mike Leibner. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And this, this is Mike with uh, Twisted Angels. And you are listening to the Attitude Era live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hopster. All right. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight, Mike. We appreciate it. How are you, buddy? I am doing well. I am doing well. Thank you. Uh, so uh, real quick here, uh, we have uh, we have the man himself uh, as a guest. We got about thirty minutes. Uh, we're going to cover uh, we're going to cover a lot of stuff in a short amount of time. So uh, real quick here, if you can give us a quick background about yourself, and then we'll uh, uh, ask you some questions and have some fun. Sure. Well, um, let me see. I. Started photography a little over 30 years ago. I took it on as a uh, part-time job while I was in college, just for some some extra, you know, party money. And I've been pretty much doing it ever since. So, uh, you know, I've been internationally published. Uh, I've worked with publications like Playboy, FHM, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, and then about uh, about 10 years ago, or so I was. Uh, you know, working uh, uh, a workshop, and we had some people that were there that were tattooed models that said they're having trouble finding, you know, work. And I said there's lots of opportunities out there. Um, we literally kicked off with Twisted uh, Angels at that point in time. We literally had like six angels to start with in, in South Central Pennsylvania, little Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And, and now we have uh, over 200 models in now, uh, so would you say that, uh, and, you know, I'll understand if you don't want to answer this question, but, you know, you mentioned because the gals had t- tattoos and everything, would you say that uh, they were being discriminated against because of that, or would you not call it discrimination? 
Well, I, I don't know that it would call it discrimination as much as, you know, at that point in time, you know, Suicide Girls was probably the only really inked group that was out there that was really doing anything significant. And most of what they were doing was all mood work and stuff like that. So a lot of people think that's really cool. Well, if you've got tattoos, you're going to be nude. And, you know, there was, quote, unquote, limited work for people that were going to get naked all the time. So... If you, um, um, unless, you know, you're a porn star or something like that. But in general, you know, you know tattooed people are cooler to look at naked anyway. Uh, now, uh, now when, you, uh, when you're doing photor- uh, photos for you, – you do photos for a certain magazine, correct, or do you do several magazines? Uh, right now we work with roughly about uh, between 40 and 50 publications on a regular basis. So um, probably probably one of the biggest ones we work with is actually a publication out of the UK called Twisted Edge Magazine that, you know, ironically, just because they have the same name, you know, uh, Twisted involved, but um, they're a really good publication. Uh, we've got, you know, Canadian publication, Divided Beauty, that we work with. Um, you know, there's um, Ink Barbie out of Australia. There's a lot of uh, domestic publications here in the United States. The definition has uh, – a uh, guy by the name of Willie uh, Coleman out of uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He has a number of publications that we work with him as well. So there's a lot of other independents out there. So we, we work with a lot of different publications, and, and I probably have had some published in all of them. Now, uh, Ed, when you, uh, when you uh, do fo- photos for these different magazines, uh, do you uh, go on location uh, with the gal? Does the gal fly to you, and you guys, like, do backdrops? And then you send the photos to the publishers. How does that work? Well, it just varies. I mean, sometimes you're already in a location that you're going to shoot with the model. Um, you know, we were in New Orleans a couple of years ago, and I'm still using images from that one that publications are requesting. So there's still stuff there that I can that I can do. Um, other times, you know, there's just local people you're working with that come into your studio and you shoot the stuff and it's some great stuff. And sometimes it's concept stuff. A lot of these publications have what they put out. They put out what their theme is that they're looking for for that month. It might be, you know, cars. It might be steampunk. It could be anything. But you, know, you just shoot according to whatever that theme is. And most of the time, we're going to grab local talent to do that. Uh, but sometimes you get the opportunity if you travel around like we do or whatever, you can work with people from all over. Now uh, we have a we uh, we have the chat room going on now, and uh, a fan just asked a question, uh, and maybe you can elaborate a little bit. Uh, you had mentioned uh, 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 steampunk, and a fan is wondering what that is. Steampunk. Okay, so steampunk is kind of like if the world did not go in the direction of like nuclear and whatnot, and it was all steam powered. Um, it's kind of like that. You're looking at kind of like that Victorian era, where you have a lot of corpses, you have a lot of goggles, you have a lot of gears, and uh, we've worked with some very cool people in that in the community, in that in that world, if you will. Um, Thomas Williford is actually based out of uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. He was uh, considered one of the world's leading designers and builders in, in the community. He put on the TV shows. And I had someone who featured on a couple of the TV shows that he's on. Now, uh, have you ever, you know, you mentioned you've been doing this for 30 years. Uh, have you ever uh, done a photo shoot with someone that was an unknown name and then maybe 
don't know, a couple years down the road, a year down the road, whatever it is, uh, you see them and they're like on the cover of Maxwell Magazine or something like that. And you're like going, holy crap, I, 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 took, I got pictures of her. Does, has that ever happened? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've had people that I've worked with and they were just kind of getting started out that uh, they've progressed to the point that they're getting published. They're getting published in Playboy, uh, Maxim, FHM Magazine, stuff like that. So, yeah, and it's you know, easy riders. It, it's really it's it's really gratifying that you help them, you know, during a period in their career and it helped make them be a better model so they got to the point that they could, you know, be featured in these publications. And, and some of them I even got to photograph for some of those publications. So that was cool, too. Now, um, I don't know if you're able to answer this, but uh... – who would you say would be some of the uh, famous gals or guys that you photographed? Or do you just mostly do gals? I, I photograph guys, too. I mean, from, from that perspective, um, there's, there's a guy by the name, actually, Houston, or Houston Texas, who was, was an athlete for the uh, soccer team here for a while, and he, he was called the team. He was having a so that was really neat. Um, and he, you know, he was really popular. And I shot with Amy Miller, who was in Playboy. Um, I shot with Sarah Hunter, who was probably at the time one of the top three uh, steampunk models in the world. So she was really cool. And I got to photograph with Thomas, like I said before. Some of that stuff with his steampunk Iron Man uh, was really neat. I got featured at the San Diego Comic Con. With- Probably the biggest comic con in the world, so that was so. Yeah, I've got some photographs of very cool people. You know, I've got to shoot with people like uh, the band Pop Evil. I like, I get to photograph bands too, so that's cool too. That is awesome. Uh, Mike Lipner is our guest here. We have about uh, 22 minutes here. Uh, uh, we're gonna uh, kind of do a little roundtable, then we're gonna come up and I'm gonna add, uh, ask you some tougher questions. But uh, Gray, what do you got for a guest? Go ahead. Well, I've just been enjoying this interview. I really don't have anything. I'm just going to let you handle this one, Icon, because I'm just really thoroughly enjoying the interview. Well, great. That's what you're supposed to ask. Uh, you're supposed to say, uh, hey, I'd like to be in a magazine. Can you come take some pictures of me standing in front of a Ferrari? Well, I've been in a magazine, Icon. If you remember, I've, Granny's been in a magazine, so I don't have to stand in front it. of a Ferrari. Yes, you do have it. I sent it to you. So, yeah. <laughs> but no, well, I, um, no, I've been, I'm enjoying the interview very much. So, so. All right. Well, well Mike, I tried to get I, I tried to get her uh, a photo shoot, but anyway, we'll we'll. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, well I, I, I will tell you this. We have we have models that are, you know, just starting out. They might be, you know, 19, 20, 21 years old. But we have some members that are in our group that are in their 50s. And, you know, one, a really popular one that we have, her name is uh, Terry. She goes to the uh, Ivy League on uh, Instagram. And she's very popular. She does a lot of content. She's just a very cute, we should work with you know, we we run the full cool of people that we work with, so we try to be inclusive. You know, we full body type, and then we you know just try to help them feel better about themselves, and we try to set the standard for what we do in our industry. And you know, mentioning that, you know, you uh, you mentioned you uh, you know you photograph models, and uh, you do do some uh, 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 nude photo shoots, correct? Every once in a while. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
And uh, you do some bikini photo shoots, like swimsuit issues, stuff like that? Yep, sure do. Now, do you have a preference of uh, what you'd prefer, uh, one or the other? Or is it all the same? Uh, well, you know, from from a post-production uh, <laughs> Uh, from a post-production uh, angle, it's it's always easier if they have more clothes on. <laughs> you don't have to worry about, you know, any blemishes and stuff like that from that perspective. They skin their knees or, or whatever, so you don't have to worry about that so much. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think, you know, part of the challenge, you know, there's different challenges about whether or not they have a lot of different clothes on. Like steampunk, they generally have, you know, all the, the gear on them, with you know, the, the corsets and the boots and all that other stuff. So that's really cool, but you still have to make sure everything's in order. Um, if they're in swimsuit or lingerie, or, or even if you're doing, you know, a glamor nude shoot, you're still in a position that you have to make sure that they're positioned, you know, tastefully, artistically. And if they're tattoos, you know, make sure the tattoos look good on the, on the final, final night. So that's, that's always important. So, and most of the stuff, if you get it right while you're shooting it, you don't have to worry about as much on, on the post-production side. Uh, so we have Michael's our guest here. We got about 19 minutes, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of do a little follow up question on that. So like uh, when you're like doing a photo shoot, uh, is it usually uh, you usually do like one or one day or two days or three days? Uh, take us through like a typical photo shoot, and uh, I know you're uh, I know that they have the digital uh, photography now. So basically, how many different uh, Take us through uh, like a typical photo shoot, and uh, how many different SIM cards you you burn through during a photo shoot. Well, I, I'm kind of from old school, so when we start with film, it's really important for you to try and get the image right the first time around. So, moving forward into digital photography, it's a little bit easier that you can check the image before you move on to the next frame. So, if it's good, you move on. If if it's bad, then you take it again. I think there's a lot of photographers that they never had the opportunity, and I call it an opportunity to work with film. So they just blast away on the digital camera. So instead of you know keeping their post-production minimum, they're looking at two images of the same head and trying to figure out which one was better. So I think um, you know normally you know you get together for your shoot, you kind of figure out what your concept and the purpose of the shoot is with the model whether it might be for publication, it might be just for, you know, uh, adding to the portfolio. Um, and then you kind of go from there. I mean, normal, you know, if it's just a normal shoot with a portfolio shoot, it's usually three to five different outfits, um, usually a, a minimum of maybe two to three hours of shooting time. And then you, you make arrangements, you know, to have a hair and makeup artist if they want that. Um, and you, you blast them out and usually come away. You usually want to have anywhere from five to ten edits you know, good edits from every shoot that you do because, um, or every look that you do, because you want to make sure that you have something that they can always, you know, turn around and present to a publication because most publications usually want between five and 10. You know, and, uh, you know, they say in the business, I, I'm sure the same it is in the photography business, you know, time is money, as they say. So now let's say that uh, you're doing a, you know, you're doing a uh, outdoor shoot. And, you know, you get the lighting all set up and this and that, everything's perfect. And all of a sudden, damn, it starts to rain or something. Then you got to pack everything up. And then uh, does that ever happen? Or uh, is that like kind of like a myth that that never really happens? Oh, no, that that happens plenty of times. But, you know, it's kind of like 
Well, I'm going with it and say, okay, so we're just going to change this around a little bit, and we're going to we're going to use it. Or you may have to reschedule for another day, depending on what the circumstances are. You know, when you when you're shooting for these, you know, you also have, hey, you want to shoot in the snow, and you see the forecast is for you know four to six inches of snow, so you're like, oh, you're up to see the snow, and you end up getting dusting. So. You know, it's just kind of adapt to it, or you, you just it for another day. Well, you know, you know, you mentioned the snow. Like what we do in North Dakota is, uh, uh, you know, uh, our weathermen like to be wrong more often than right. Uh, so a lot of times we'll call our weathermen up and say, "Hey, you know, I really enjoyed shoveling that eight inches of partly cloudy off my driveway, man." Yep, yep, yep. You'll get that in the Northeast, too, you know. They sit there and they say you're going to get dumped on with a lot of snow, and you don't. Or, you know, it's just going to be dusting, and the next thing you know, you're, you know, digging your way out of a foot of snow. And uh, now uh, we'll, we'll touch on this. Um, we'll touch on this a little bit. Um, now, you know, COVID, you know, it's obviously a thing, but, uh, kind of take us through if you can, and like I say, we won't spend too much time on it. But how has COVID affected uh, your career and what you're doing? COVID sucked. Yeah, I mean that's just you know that bottom line that that hit our industry very very hard, um, and, and it has it's you know it's a ripple effect. Um, publications that rely on content from photographers and models all of a sudden did not have the content. So they were even getting to the point where they say, hey, look, we don't even care if you've shared it on social media before. You know, just send us something so we've got something to put out there. So it really impacted everything we did. I mean, for a few months there, nobody's allowed to shoot. Nobody's allowed to do anything. And then slowly it begins opening up, and you can shoot again, and then everything is in, in some areas gets shut down again because, you know, the pandemic. COVID spiked again or something like that. So this really been a big issue. You know, that over in the UK, they were really just allowing them to start shoot, shooting you know, legally, I guess, this past weekend. So it's something that's really impacted our industry as a whole. So some of the events and stuff that we had planned, obviously we couldn't do that. Tattoo conventions, which is a big thing that we do. One of our biggest tattoo convention series, the Villain Art Series in the United States with our good friend Carl Blasphemy. He's the voice of the tattoo world. He's an amazing guy. Their whole series was canceled last year. So now they're just kind of starting up a little bit late this year, but they're trying to cram them all in. You know, but we don't know if stuff is going to be canceled down the stretch here, if, you know, as things open up and, and if the, you know, uh, virus, you know, pit, uh, spikes or whatever, may have to shut things down again. So it's like everybody's kind of rushing right now to try and get as much content done and as much business done as they can before something happens we all get shut down again. So, you know, there's definitely a sense of urgency right now to, to try and shoot as much as you can. Uh, Michael Leibner is our guest here. We have uh, we have about 13 minutes. So uh, we have a couple of fan questions here in the chat room. Um, one fan is asking, uh, do you, what type of uh, uh, camera do you use now? And the other question, the follow-up question is, do you remember the first camera you ever had? Yes. And, uh, okay, so I'll, I'll answer the second question first. My first camera was a Minolta camera. And it was really nice, and I actually had it stolen from me at a beach, so I was careful enough to leave it in my car with my car. 
So that was heartbreaking at the time. But um, I, I then got a Pentax camera and then just got into it with Canon. And I've been working with Canon cameras ever since. I would say, you know, Nikon and, and, and Canon are pretty similar right now in terms of what their what their capabilities are. But uh, I've, I've stuck with Canon, you know, since I guess the, the 90s. You know, so I've been pretty much a, a, a Canon guy. So I think actually one of my favorite cameras, I, I have a Canon TI right now, a TI and 7. And, you know, I just, I like them because they're lightweight and they're easy to, you know, look around and shoot on location. But, you know, you, I use my mark in the studio sometimes. So it depends on, on what I'm shooting and whatever. So, I mean, you know, lens is a big thing too. You know, not just the, the body, but you use a lot of different lenses. You know, so that depends too, what you're shooting outside and inside and, and whatnot. And another fan asked, do you prefer regular film or digital or doesn't it matter? Um, I, there are definitely some days that I miss doing film because I think it, it makes you a better photographer from that perspective because you know that every shot counts because you have to worry about going into something and shot things and now then you turn around and you have to you know, the issue There's nothing more humbling than as a photographer that you have to call somebody up and say, hey, look, one of those images I took came out, so we have to have you come up to read to. You know, so that's, that's probably tough. So digital is very uh, helpful as far as that's concerned. So yeah, I like digital because of the background of shooting with film and it has enabled me to keep my workflow, much like I shoot film. I, sometimes I get a little lazy from that perspective. Oh, it's so I can always fix it on the back end. So sometimes you have to kind of give yourself a bit of a kick in the butt and say, hey, you know, I got to get it right the first time. You know, and uh, one interesting thing is, uh, you know, I'm sure that as a photographer, you know, you had your own, uh, you know, you had your own dark room. You may still have your own dark room, but, uh, when I was in high school, I got in, uh, interested in uh, graphic arts uh, and photography because of an episode I watched in MacGyver, uh, you know, where he d- uh, took a picture of this thing and then he developed it and everything. And I like really got interested in how to develop pictures and everything. Uh, do you, um, you, you obviously know how to do that, but uh, did, were you self-taught or did you take classes or? Uh... Well, I actually, you know, when I went to college, I was going to school for commercial art, and, and the side gig I got, you know, the part-time job I got at a studio was a mom-and-pop studio uh, in Bloomsburg, uh, Pennsylvania. So I just – I did developing right then and there. Uh, they had a little developer there, and then, then he started uh, sending them out. So I didn't really do a whole lot of developing on my own. I, I got in the habit of just sending it out to get developed and, and sent back at that point. So I really only did a little bit of developing on my own. You know, but uh, going into the, you still had to go into the dark room to, you know, take the film out of the canisters and stuff like that, um, you know, to make sure they didn't get exposed to light and everything. So you still had to do all that part of it. But as far as playing with all the chemicals and stuff, I was actually pretty lucky. I didn't have to really do that too much. Well, you know, I'll tell you, uh, you know, I always thought there was, you know, there's nothing cooler than, uh, you know, putting the film in the, you know, in the the little twisty thing, and then put it in the canister and mix the chemicals and shake it up and all that stuff. Uh, I, you know, I I just love doing that. It's 
you know, but like I say, this is your interview, not mine. So uh, <laughs> we have uh, Mike Lebner as our guest here. we got about eight minutes. Um, uh, one uh, interesting thing is, Mike, uh, you're, um, you have uh, some uh, models that uh, you're going to throw our way uh, to be interviewed on the show, uh, correct? Yes. Yeah, we have um... – I guess the, the first two are going to be Karina Graham. Uh, she goes by uh, Karina Kiss. And Karina, uh, she goes by Leopard Print, Leopard Print Blonde on Instagram. And uh, they're both very popular car models, car, truck, and bike models. Uh, Karina uh, from Massachusetts and Karina from Australia. So they're both really cool people. And we've got we've got a lot of people that, that – are available for you for your show. We've got uh, you know, my other half, Brianna. She's she's a popular model. She took a bit of a break because we have kids now, but uh, she's getting back into it again. Uh, she's a popular steampunk model, so she does a lot of steampunk work. And then we have uh, we have some really cool people. I mean, one of our top pinup models is uh, Rosie Rockabilly. She's originally from New York, but she's from uh, she's actually in Arizona now. But she does a lot of the car shows. Um, we've got Seaton out in California. We've got a lot of really cool people that we, we work with. We've got some really cool stuff coming up with events and stuff. We've got Kayla in Texas that's going to be part of a, a shoot here. That her, her and uh, another girl by the name of Merlin Finn, they're, they're coming in. She's coming in from Waco, Texas, to do a really cool uh, body paint shoot. So we're going to be doing some cool stuff with that, too. So we've got a lot of people. We've got people from Canada, the U.K., everywhere. So uh, basically, you you can you can tell people that uh, your wife is a model, and that's not a farce because that's actually true. Yeah, I'd actually had to kind of talk her into it too. Really? Yeah, so, I mean she she liked this kind of toy. She was like, "Yeah, oh, I can't be a model. I'm not good enough." And I said, "Sure, you are." So uh, yeah, we got her. I think I gave her like a two hour, you know, heads up. Hey, you're going to take part of this event because we've got some other models that aren't, aren't able to make it. Because it was like in November, so it was bad weather. So um, you're gonna step in and you're gonna model a little bit. And she's like, um, okay. And uh, she hasn't looked back. That's awesome. And uh, you know, you uh, you know, you mentioned that uh, you have you have a couple kids now. Uh, do you uh, uh, do you uh, uh, want them to be? Uh, um, I don't know if you, you know you want to answer this or not, but do uh, you have like a a boy and a girl, two girls, two boys. Um, I actually, my oldest daughter actually is married and lives in Florida. She's extremely artistically talented. Um, she can draw, she can photograph. She's actually, she kind of does all kinds of different things. And then um, I have uh, with three, I have three girls and one one boy. And uh, our oldest, Riley, she's four years old. She loves music. Uh, her favorite bands right now is Five Finger Kids. And a band out of the UK called uh, Black Bullet. So she will dance and do all kinds of stuff, you know, fitting for them. She's got her own little guitar. She's got drums. In fact, at a photo shoot a couple weeks ago, she had her stuff with her and she played guitar and drums with a tattoo artist that was there doing the body painting because we're doing a test run for that shoot coming up. And we got the video playing the instruments together. So, yeah, we just you know, I, they're all sophisticated clients, so whatever they do, I'm happy, I'm happy for them. Well, you know, you mentioned that, uh, you know, your daughter's a drummer. I, re- I remember probably the greatest quote ever I heard was from uh, Bobby V uh, when he said, 
you know, uh, you know, these, my band is now my boys and you, you know, you can tell how happy I was when the drummer finally left the house. <laughs> you know, um, so, um, we have uh, we have uh, Mike as our guest here. Unfortunately, we only have four minutes left, but uh, we'll, we're definitely going to have to have you on again with us. Uh, uh, sure. But um, yeah, the, you know the other the other cool thing that uh, a fan wanted to know is uh, when you uh, when you decided to get into photography, uh, did you just like uh, uh, just like grab a camera and start shooting and say this is what I wanted to do or? Uh, did you uh, did you have to get trained in it? That's this fan question. Well, I I kind of kind of tinkered with it a little bit while I was in high school just for fun. One of my good friends in high school was a photographer for the school newspaper. And I would tag along a little bit with him a little bit and just have fun. But um, you know, when the opportunity presented itself to work at a local studio when I was in college, you know, I fell into it. And I really I enjoyed the challenge because you didn't always know what the people were going to look like when they came to the door. So uh, it was a challenge to put them together and, and create something that they feel proud enough about your work that they're going to hang it on their wall. You know, that was, I was always the really cool thing. You know, I, I, I took pictures that took me about maybe 20 minutes or whatever to do and then You're going to put it up in your, your home and uh, it's going to be hanging in your home for years. So that's, that's kind of a cool feeling. And a uh, uh, quick follow up to that is like, do you have any, uh, Pictures that uh, you've taken that uh, uh, you have like a, you have like a man cave or like uh, your favorite pictures that you've taken that are, you have like blown up like twenty by twenty. Uh, well, they're all in storage because we're in the in the in the process of moving. But yeah, I definitely I have about a dozen images that I think that are you know roughly poster size to larger, and then you know you get a bunch of you know eight by ten and eleven by fourteen sizes, and of course all you know a lot of the magazines and stuff that I framed and whatnot so yeah, so yeah, I definitely have the 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 trophy room if you will and uh uh our fans are actually going crazy on this asking me if I'm gonna ask this, so I'll go and ask this um apparently uh there's a lot of people who are listening there in the chat room and everything that uh uh, I bet you had no idea that uh, your uh, autograph is being requested right now. So hopefully you might be able to send us some autographs uh, that we can do for our, our giveaway show. Uh, and to qualify for that, fans that are listening, if you go to our Off the Ropes page on Facebook from the end of the show to the beginning of the next show, uh, when we do our giveaway, you'll be automatically qualified to have a chance to win uh, autographs from guests from the week that you liked our page. So, um uh, apparently, Mike, you're a pretty popular guy with our listeners, so everybody's wanting your autograph, so hopefully you'll be able to uh, help us out with that. Sure, absolutely. It's been a while since I gave out autographs. When I had hair, I was in a hair band in the early 90s, so, you know, I don't know. But it's been a while since I've been giving out autographs, but I'll be happy to do that. Was it was it too much real cream or what? <laughs> uh, actually, at that point in time, it was uh, probably too much Aquanet and Finesse Moose. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, Mike, uh, you're awesome. We appreciate uh, you taking time to join us. I'll send you that uh, address where to send the, uh, send the autographs. We do appreciate it, and uh, we will definitely uh, have you on again. All right, thanks. It was great being on the show. You guys take care. All right, take care, bud. Thank you. All right, thank All you. All right. Yeah, uh, Mike Lebner is our guest here. What an awesome interview. Um, and... Uh, uh, our next guest should be calling in. We'll go uh, directly to them in just a little bit. 
just got to update a quick thing here, and uh, then we'll get to our uh, star, as they say. Uh, so, uh, Granny, that was awesome. You know, I, I think it would be kind of cool if he would uh, 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 get you in a photo shoot uh, like uh, – like with like Ric Flair or Hulk Hogan or something, you know, you put them in headlock. I think that'd make an awesome shoot. Well, maybe Rick putting Ric Flair in a headlock, maybe. <laughs> or uh, or a photo shoot with you uh, hitting Sylvester J. Fox in the back of the head with a chair. Oh well, that would be cool too. So. <laughs> All right. Well, it looks like uh, our next guest is on, so we're going to go ahead and bring him out here. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. Time to bring some comedy to this great radio show. He is probably the most awesome comedian there is out there today. And he's going to tell us all about it. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Brad Lee Paffle. Hey, this is Brad Tassel. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hulkster. It's good to be here. Hey, Brad. How good are you? Good to have you on. Fantastic. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sure it's can. perfect. And uh, I like how you're using your radio voice. That's awesome. Um, That's right. I figured it's radio. Let's do the voice. And actually, By the way, hey. Uh, the po- the promo that you just did, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, edit that. I'm gonna start using that right now because uh, I love your voice on that. That's awesome. No, we're good. Hey, guess what? Uh, yes, go ahead. I just got right a minute before you got me. I got a text from this casting that asked me if I could work on the final season of Cobra Kai on the 14th, 15th, 19th, 20th, and 21st. That's wild. So uh, do, they, do they want you to be there to be like uh, the guy that uh, beats up Johnny, like uh, Danielson, or, or did no? They no, tell I you? think it's more. I think it's more like background old man karate person who is cheering. I think it's just it's got to be just an extra thing because I have never applied for anything like this, so I don't even know how they know who I am. So I don't know. I have no idea what it just said. Are you available to shoot? on Cobra Kai and ask for the dates. I'm not available and they're doing it in Georgia. So that's a, that's, I've got a gig and, and some other stuff. So, but that'd be really cool to be on Cobra Kai, wouldn't it? Well, uh, well, yeah. Uh, let them know that, uh, you know, you got a guy uh, in Fargo, North Dakota that'd be perfect for that role. You know? <laughs> yes. You ready to drive to Georgia tomorrow, tomorrow morning? <laughs> well, you know, I'll, I'll catch the red eye. Uh, uh, Brad Tassel's our guest here We have uh, 37 minutes here with Brad So uh, what we're going to do Brad We're going to have some fun on this interview And then uh, we'll have you tell us some uh, uh, Good jokes that I can use uh, At the office and I'll kind of share some with you That you probably won't ever use But um, uh, give, give us a little background about yourself And we'll have some fun with the interview Eddie important So I Started doing comedy back well, now. I, somebody is Granny Hulkster. So, Granny, how old is Granny Hulkster? I'm actually 58 years old. 
So you and I are about the same age, Granny. Which, which you know what makes me feel? Do you do you like the whole Granny concept? I I try to I I I try not to feel my age, but every once in a while something old happens, and I don't like that. That something happens to me that is for an old person, and then that makes me mad. But normally I just feel normal. Don't you just feel normal every day? Well, yeah, yeah, I do. And you know this this gimmick name was given to me by a former coworker of mine because I'm a big wrestling fan. I love wrestling. I love the independent shows, and the wrestlers that that I know uh, that I've known for a long time. They all call me Granny. Their spouses call me Granny. Their kids call me Granny. So um, the fans call me Granny. I just, I, I love it. I mean, well, so. now we're of the era. We're of the era of Dick the Bruiser and all that era. Remember that era? That was my era of wrestling. Two guys in speedos that are fat. That's what I like to see in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> this this new stuff with the rock and all the muscles. These chumps, not a chance in there. I want Bobby Heenan to come in with a beer gut, you know, and just you know hit somebody in the head with a chair. So, but I'm sorry, we were talking about me. I'm Brad Tassel, and I was a comedian until last March for the last 32 years. Uh, and then we had a COVID, and that slowed down. What's interesting about me, though, is that uh, as a stand-up comedian, and, I, and mostly I've been working for cruises for the past 20 years because that's where the money is. Little tip for everybody. That's where the money is. But, uh, but also, I've got a book out called Hell Gig. Have you ever heard of that? No. Uh, hopefully you can oh, my God. So back in the 90s when road comedy was a thing, I wrote a book. There were no books talking about the experience of being a comedian. Now there's 5,000 of them. But back then there was nothing. And I was like, people don't realize that because people come up to you after the show. Man, that was so funny. This has got to be the easiest, coolest life in the world, man. You're on the road. You're a comic. You're doing the gigs. Yeah. It was John Travolta. And uh, – and but people didn't realize how difficult and how the condos were nightmares and the bookers were horrible to you and the one nighters were a pain in the butt and you're working six nights a week and you're driving 120,000 miles a year and your phone bills are $600 a month. And I wanted people to understand that pathos and the difficulty, even though I was a guy working 50 weeks a year for 15 years that there was a lot of stress involved in it. So I wrote a book called hell gig enlightening the road comic. Let's pause while you all go buy it. Okay. So now we did that on Amazon. So I wrote this book and I got a good bit of heat from it. Matter of fact, it was really weird in 93 when I pushed my answering machine, remember those answering machines? Yeah. And it was, it was Zoe Friedman from Letterman's show. That she, they had read the book, and they're like, we want you to come do stand-up on Letterman. Well, here's what was weird about that was that she was like, okay, we're gonna, you're going to come to New York, and we're going to spend three weeks going over your five-minute set. And then after those three weeks, you'll be on the show. And I said, well, I've never heard of this. She goes, yeah, it's a thing we're going to do. And I said, I'm broke. I can't afford – and they want me to put myself up in New York for three weeks. <laughs> I can't do it. And they said, okay, well, we'll figure something else out. And then a month – and then Leno calls. 
Leno's people call me. And they're like, let's get this going. We love the book. And so I kind of let the Letterman thing go because I knew that I couldn't do three weeks. So Leno calls, and I get a producer. And they're like, we love this. And so for three weeks, we're really working on, I'm calling back. We're going to do the book. And then I call back one day. I say, where's Joe? And they said, he's fired. Oh, okay. So what are we doing? Who are you? <laughs> really? So, I, really, really. So, uh, and just that's the kind of stuff that was in the book. Just the 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 huge things that kind of happened, kind of didn't happen, and also just that everyday, you know, where you were getting the sex. That was the most important thing on the road, and not getting it mostly for me. So, well, you so know, that was. I'm just very curious. When you got the call, did, were you thinking, "Is this a rib?" Did you? Did that? No, because I knew. No, no, I knew. Well, because. I knew who booked Letterman. Zoe Friedman booked Letterman at the time, and a very distinct voice. So that I knew. Uh, Leno was a little di- – how did that happen? Because, no, I – And I, I have a book out called Don't Feed the Bully, and it's, a, it's, a, it's actually a bestseller. I, now you're all going to go out and buy that. But it's a book for teens – and it's, it helps kids deal with bullying issues, and it's also a detective novel. So I pick up the phone one day, and they said, hey, uh, is this Brad Tassel? I said, yeah. He goes, this is Tyler Perry. And I went, no, it's not. What? Come on. Who is this? It's, it's Tyler Perry. I, and it's not. Hold on. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. A woman comes on. Uh, this is uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm Tyler Perry's assistant, and we'd like to talk to you about your book. And then I believed it. But at first, I was like, why the hell would Tyler Perry call me in any way? You know, but but it was. So that was kind of cool. That was interesting. Um, Brad Castle is our guest here. we got about uh, 31 minutes here with Brad. Uh, now, uh, Brad, uh, uh, I don't know if you remember this or not, but uh, I have seen you uh, live on stage. Uh, as a matter of fact, I saw you on a Thursday night, a Friday night, and a Saturday night. And... Um, uh, you were you performed in Moorhead, Minnesota. Do you remember that? Which time? What year was this? Uh, well, you performed at Courtney's, and um, I believe it was around 2000. Uh, trying to think, when did they close? Well, because uh, I did it. Then? I did it. Roger Paul was booking that room, but then I did it a long, long time ago before that. Was it the three nighter when it was three nights? Yeah, and there was yeah, a yeah. there was a Chinese place across the street from the on the parking lot of the hotel that literally had salmonella in every tray. I remember that. And that place was closed too, no? Oh, I hope they were. Yes, I hope COVID took them out because uh, that place, the health department, should have been showing up there to that place every day. So, uh, so yeah, no, I I love that room though. It, there wasn't big crowds. But they were nice folks, right? And you there? You remember um, the Saturday night show that you did? Uh, it was me and uh, it was me and one table because I was always Mister Table for one, please. And uh, <laughs> there was a there was a group of uh, five at another table, and uh, for every one of your shows, I always sat in the front row. If you remember that. No, so, but was that the week that the the girl from the news station was there? Right. Yes, because I remember her because she was news department. 
they made her do everything. And she was talking because she said, did, did you sit with us when we were talking after the show? Right. Uh, as a matter of fact, I did. And uh, that's actually when you and I became good. Well, uh, that's when you and I became friends, you know, and because uh, uh, I remember I had asked you at the end of the show, I had talked to you, you know, you said, well, I don't usually friend people on Facebook, but you made an exception for me, and I will always be grateful to that. And I've always been uh, grateful for your friendship, Brad. Right. Let me unfriend you right now. Sorry. Let me scar. Oh, okay. Goodbye. Okay. Yeah, that, we can't. We can't have that crap going on. So, well, and you know what? I've never. I've never gone over like so many people have like five thousand friends, and half of them are hookers, and a third of them are are bots. And I just, unless I know who the person is, I, I, I don't really want to be that connected. Do you? Well, exactly. Uh, exactly. And, that uh, being said, <laughs> wait, that being said, half my Instagram is, is hookers, though, I think, that are following me. I don't follow them back, but, you know, anybody, look, it's like TikTok. Look, if you, if you come on there and I see you and you're wearing less clothing than a parka, then I'm out. There's just no way at 50. What kind of creep am I that I always, and what happens is you ever see these comics and I'll get one. Like I saw one, there's a comic Dan Chopin. Do you know him? Yes. He's in St. Louis. He's a great guy. So I get a, a friend request from like, you know, candy luscious lips or something like yesterday. And it says, you have one mutual friend. And I open it up and it's Dan Chopin. What was Dan thinking when he said, oh, yeah, I'm going to friend this girl who has three pictures and two of them you can see only cleavage? What, what? <laughs> I want to message him. Dan, do you want to you look at what you're doing and, and let me call your wife? How's that sound? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, you may think I'm just saying this, Brad, but, um, you know, and then we'll have uh, Granny ask a few questions, but uh, my – Three top favorite comedians of all time are you, Jay Wendell Walker, and Robert Jay Wolf. Wendell Walker. Oh, Robert Wool, that is so interesting. Are you friends with Robert on Facebook? Yes. Yeah, I am. As a matter of fact, uh, he and I, every time I talk to him, I'm always talking to him about New Bomb Turk. Oh, really? That's yeah, from uh, his role from Hollywood Nights. Yeah. Uh, that's. Uh, that's actually the role that uh, uh, every once in a while I say, would you stop talking about that? I, I did other things. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk yes. about Batman then. You, know? yeah, you probably want to leave him alone on that from now on. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, here's interesting. I'm. Uh, uh, well, we, were, we were talking about, uh, did you say Jay Wendell Walker? Yeah, uh, he, uh, uh, he was always uh, uh, the show I used to work for, the radio show I used to work for, the Better Gym Show. Uh, yeah. Was uh, was always his favorite show, uh, and he would always come in studio with us when he was in town. Well, what I love about Jay, he, he's from you know Spokane, you know he's up from way in the north, and and uh, I always like working with Jay because he's just so calm about everything. He just yeah, uh, I'm scared. I'm up there just talking. He just so that is great. So wow, your three favorite comedians are just. Not that funny. What are you thinking? So uh, what do you what do you think? Well, got to well, find wait, better I'll, guys. I'll tell you what. Well, you know, you mentioned my. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention one other thing, and we'll bring Granny on here. But you know, it's like uh, you know, you mentioned my favorite comedians are not that funny. Well, 
people <laughs> always tell me when I tell jokes I'm not that funny. Like one of my favorite jokes is, uh, well, actually my two, I'll give them to you. You'll probably never use them, but uh, roses are red, violets are blue. I'm a schizophrenic, and so am I. Yeah. And uh, what did uh, what did one casket say to the other casket? Was that you, Coffin? Aha. Um, uh-huh. Hey, how about this? Why? Why would? Okay. Okay. I've written. You're doing Halloween jokes right now, and I've got one. Where did Frankenstein go to get his uh, genie, his DNA checked? I don't know where. <laughs> Twenty three in them, Frankenstein. <laughs> I'm I wrote that. You can you can use that. Okay, how about this? Uh, why why do witches like to hang out with Snoop Dogg? Uh, they, they, he has a cigar. No, it's better to be stoned than burned. <laughs> what <are> witches? <laughs> uh, I'm telling I'm you. These are awesome. Uh, By the way, Brad let me Pat announce to everybody. Wait, let me announce to everybody uh, that. Uh, go ahead, do your thing. Uh, Brad Tassel, I guess. Here we got uh, 24 minutes. Uh, Granny, um, I need to uh, take care of a thing. I'm gonna let, I'm gonna bring you on. Have you ask a few questions? Uh, go ahead. What do you got for a guest? Go ahead, Granny. Well, okay. Well, it's great to have you on the show. And um, so, who are some of your favorite comedians that you've idolized over the years? I mean, any particular ones? And well, what's that you interesting really about enjoyed? that is. Well, I, you know what? I'm I'm so old school that there's people that you don't even remember. But I really, as far as new people go, I like to go with younger people now that are really great. Uh, uh, what's the name? Uh, what's that kid's name? Uh, you know, he's the guy from Saturday Live that uh, was the writer and uh, Mulaney, John Mulaney. I mm-hmm. really enjoy. Do you like John Mulaney? Yeah, because yeah. Uh, I really enjoy. He he makes me he makes me laugh. Most people don't make me laugh out loud because I'm so used to it. But he really kind of gets me actually feeling like he's funny. Also, there's a lot of great women, you know, that are just so fun. Taylor Tomlinson is that how you say her last name? Is very funny. There's just so many new comedians, and I would mm-hmm. say a bunch of names that you don't that you don't remember. Patty Vasquez is somebody who's really great. I mean, she's just out of Chicago, but she's just not famous. You know what I mean? She's just not mm-hmm. huge. Now, go back in the day. I used to hang out with <clears throat> Bill Hicks. Uh, we used to work together a ton, and people are always like, "Oh my God, that's amazing!" And but Bill and Bill, of course, was a genius. But I watched him die. A hundred times. I mean, Bill Hicks, uh, there's a guy, Mark Roberts. Mark Roberts is another incredible comics who uh, actually he created Mike and Molly. Remember Mike and Molly? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's, there's another one, the guy that stars in Mike and Molly is an incredible comic. But so Mark Roberts and I are working with Bill Hicks uh, in uh, Chicago, right? And you know who Bill Hicks is or am I throwing this out and you don't know who that is? No, I've heard the name, so. Okay. So everybody else out there will know Bill Hicks is pretty much a legend in the world of comedy. And, but he would either – he would walk almost half of every crowd, every show. Think about that in your business, that you're basically famous, but half the people get up and walk out of the show half the time. I mean, Sam Kinison was the same way. Now, him you know, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Okay, good. So Kinnison would also walk a third of the crowd, but the people that stayed loved them so much that they built this huge – Doug Stanhope, do you know who that is? Yeah, uh, yeah. Doug Stanhope, another so. – a guy who be so salacious and he's trying to say things to get but, – but there's an inner – I don't know. There's just an inner, you know – Ah, God, well, I don't even know how to say it. There's a – he really – there's a compassion in there that people don't realize because he and I spent a lot of time together too. I stayed at his house. He was dating – did you ever watch Head of the Class growing up? Because you're my age. Remember mm-hmm. Head of the Class? Yep. Oh, yep. I love uh, that. I do. Yes. He was dating uh, – I was out doing the Jenny McCarthy show of many years ago. And oddly enough, Bob Odenkirk – do you know Bob Odenkirk? Who's got the new mm-hmm. movie out uh, – He's got that new movie out right now, Nobody. So back in 100 years ago, Doug Stanhope and I are in this Jenny McCarthy show, and Bob Odenkirk is directing the episode. And so I'm like over the moon because I have like one line. I'm nobody. And, uh, and I'm staying at Doug's house. And, uh, and Doug is dating the girl from head of the class that played Simone. Remember the red-haired girl? Yep. I love her. Yeah, I yeah. Loved her. So anyway, so she – I'm living with Doug. She's living basically with him even though she's got a big house up the street. Yeah, she's staying in his little apartment even though she owns this half a mansion up the street. And it was just such a surreal thing. I mean just – and he was so doting on her, and she. it was such a lovely relationship that I just – I don't know. I don't know. I have no point here. I just uh, wanted to throw some names around to show I'm cool. Well, Brad, you are cool and you are awesome, and and we we do love you being on. And uh, we have uh, we have 19 minutes, uh, and uh, uh, I, I know that uh, we told you we'd have you on for 45 minutes, but uh, the station ah. may uh, they, uh, the station may uh, request if you can stay on a little longer than that because uh, uh, sometimes when we go over, uh, we get more. Uh, we get more listenership because they have to download the whole show to hear the yeah. good stuff that I ask after we go off the after we go off the regular a lot of time, you know. I thought they were gonna I thought you were telling me we we're dumping it out now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Definitely. definitely uh so uh, you know, uh we'll we'll touch on this a little bit. We won't go into much detail because, you know, we know it's just too depressing, but uh, you know, we touched a little bit about COVID. Maybe you can tell us uh, how has COVID affected, uh, you know, what you're doing? Have you had to uh, blank out several shows that will be rescheduled? Uh, you know, you plan on hitting the ground running in a couple weeks. Tell us uh, how it's affected uh, what you're doing. Well, I mean, obviously, I was doing a ton of cruises, and last March, that all ended. I had that booked out. So that was over until whenever they come back, which is September. But what I immediately did was I literally got uh, virtualcomedyshow.com. I've already set up. I've got enough. I've got the tech. I've been doing virtual shows for years already. I've got a Tanberg. So I started on Thursday nights, and everybody can come. I do, we do the virtual comedy show, which is more like a, uh, more like a Stephen Colbert-type show than just a bunch of stand-ups. Uh, I write a new monologue every week. We have a musician. We have another comic. We do top tens. We have bits. 
and we do it, and we've done it every week this entire year. It's been fantastic. And then we get donations. They're not that much. Then on Wednesdays, I have a master's in counseling, and I do a show in my regular show called 1,000 Marriage Questions, where I have married people ask me questions that I will answer about their marriage, and they're usually gross and dirty. And how dirty is this show, by the way? Uh, well, we're at the time. You can get as raunchy as you want. Go ahead. No, I'm not. No, I'm not very raunchy. But, but I'm like the question uh, that is the main question for next week that I pulled that somebody says is is why do the you know the second letter of the alphabet J's end right after you get married? And and I work with a therapist, so it's me and a therapist and Joe Marlotti. And every Wednesday at four o'clock, we do an hour long show where we take questions. And the shows have become pretty popular. We got a couple thousand people listening every week. And, uh, and again, they're not making money. But the good thing about me is that I haven't, I, I'm in a position after 30 years that I don't have to, like so many comics, they're driving Uber, they're doing Grubhub, they're doing whatever it takes. Luckily, I'm in a position that I've done okay. So I don't have to really do that. And some comedy clubs came back pretty quick. I've been working crackers in Indianapolis once a month since July, plus doing a little corporate here, doing some virtual stuff. So I've, I've been lucky with all that, that I have been able to work. And now I've got probably – I started booking stuff a couple months ago because I knew March, April, May, June, it's all coming. So I started booking comedy. So I've gotten most of that booked. And here's the great thing. I do – I don't know if you know this, but I have a Halloween album. I wrote the best Halloween album in the world. It's called Vampire with do a show called Vampire's Ball Ultimate Halloween Party. We'll be at the Brighton Fringe in England in June for two weeks. We'll also be in Edinburgh at the Fringe, which we did last year, even though it was online, in August. So there's a lot going on. Matter of fact, I've been busier and had to write more and work harder in the last year than ever in the last 30 years because I wasn't just driving to someplace and doing a set with basically the same material, just writing a little new stuff here and there. I've had to be really creative. As a matter of fact, we also put out a, a Christmas and Hanukkah album. <laughs> so in the last six months, I mean, so really it's been amazing to, to be this creative, to write and do all this stuff. Also, another thing that's been good is I've been home for the first time in 27 years of marriage. My wife has had to see my face every day when I had never had more than two weeks off in a row for 30 years. So, so, so does that put a strain on the relationship? No, just the opposite. It's fantastic. It has been amazing. I mean, it's just fan. I mean, it has been. She she never wants me to go anyway. Well, yeah, because uh, you know you you never know when you you might meet me. I'm with you. <laughs> That's true. Um, That's true. Uh, we have uh, we have Brad Tassel as our guest here. We got uh, 13 minutes of regular time, and uh, we might we might go a little over until they give us the hook. We'll, we'll we'll just keep you as long as we can. Uh, I know it's uh, late where you're at, but uh, you know we love you and. Uh, our fans in the chat room are asking some questions, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap and fire these. Uh, and go. then, uh, you know, if there's, uh, if you don't want to answer them, it's I'll, the, I'll understand. It's the first question. When's he going to be funny? No, no, no. no. That, that's what they <laughs> ask about me. 
Yeah. Um, uh, I guess uh, some people are cruising over to your uh, Facebook page right now. And uh, oh. one person asked uh, uh, about uh, your, is he your favorite Frego Rock character, Wembley? Someone's yes. asking about that. I have no idea what that is. Well, I worked. About. Okay. So, yes. Well, only because I look like him. If that means anything, does that mean anything to you? I look like that is that is the one. I, and and what happened was I was working, I was headlining uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, which isn't that far from you. And uh, 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 a guy named uh, uh, Wobley or Wobel is his last name, comedian, real nice guy, Chicago. He goes, you have to start using this as your as your icon, as your character. And I said, I've always loved it. I've loved it. And I, so I started using it. So, yes. I think if anything looks like me, that is it. And that's awesome. Now, uh, is there a uh, another fan is asking? Is there a favorite city that you you like to tour? And I'll always say if you don't want to ask these, just let me know if you don't. Is there a favorite place that you like to uh, put on shows? Is there a least favorite place you like to put on shows? My favorite place to put on shows is where they give you money, uh, because really what I found is. Places I want to visit and places I want to do shows are the exact opposite things. Like, I love to go to New York City. I love it. You know why? Because I love Broadway and I love seeing shows. Do I want to do stand-up there? Not even a little do I want to do stand-up in New York City. I was a regular at Danger Fields forever and, and catch, but I, I never liked doing it. I want to do it in Moorhead North South Dakota, or wherever the hell city that was, it's North. Cause it's Moorhead, and, yes. and it's Minnesota. Minnesota. It's, it's hooked right next uh, to uh, Fargo. No, what are right. you next to? Uh, do you remember the name of the comedy club? Uh, it was in a hotel. Knuckleheads, yeah, no heads. What? Courtney's. Oh, Courtney's Comedy Club. Yes, you already said you said that before. It was in that hotel. Yeah. They were nice folks. So yep. I like doing those kind of shows because I am great in front of twelve people. Put me in front of 5,000, and it doesn't go so well. So as far as shows go, as long as they're nice people. I like working for Carnival Cruise Lines because it's the lowest level of cruising. It is like the Walmart of cruising, which is a great thing. I mean, you go to the show, and you got six Larry the Cable guys who just went to the fancy dinner with no sleeves. That's who I want to see. These are the people. That's why I love Carnival and why people should go on Carnival. Now, you go on the really high, exciting, expensive cruise lines, you get a suite. The food's amazing, but the shows are terrible because it's a bunch of old people going, I don't get it. What are you talking about? This is stupid. <laughs> so so as far as favorite places to go, uh, I any place like Moorhead or Indianapolis or these towns, but New York or L.A., never been that big on it. Never been that big on it. I, I was – yeah, I was at the comedy store. I was back in the 90s. I was a regular there. And I never felt comfortable there, and, and which is why I've never become famous in any way because I was a guy that wanted to get paid. So you give me a comedy club and a couple bucks, and that's what makes me happy. And it doesn't matter where it is. You know what I mean? So, but, but let me – if I have to say favorite places, God, God, there's just – so I did a, I did a freaking – you know what my favorite place was? I did a winery in the middle of freaking Indiana – and there was 200 people outside. It was a beautiful night. The sound system was good. And it was the most joyous night ever. I would put that above working the biggest comedy club in 
a, a, a funny bone or a, or a improv in San Francisco. You know what I mean? Because it's just as, as, as I think Granny uh, Hulkster would tell you, it's our people. And they love it. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? Yes. Yes. As a matter of fact, you know, the sad thing is, though, about Courtney's, um, the last event that uh, that we really had there was uh, when they did their uh, New Year's Eve uh, comedy show where they would have uh, – they had, I believe, it was eight or 12 different comedians in uh, wow. five different rooms. And uh, – it, it got to be so bad there that the whole place, Courtney's and the hotel, has been dormant for since 2000, and uh, uh, I believe it's been dormant since uh, 2000. And uh, I can let you know the exact date. Since uh, the week which, after you, I was there. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> um, uh, it, it's actually been uh, dormant. Uh, since, uh, let's see, when did I meet her? Uh, it's her, that's your girl. It's actually been dormant since January of, uh, uh, 2014, actually. Oh my gosh. It's been, it's been closed. It's been closed since then. Now, speaking of January, 2014, we lived in England from August of 2014 to December of 2000, excuse me, 2014. That was classy radio when I burp. So I worked in England for, for five months. And that again, too, that was the first time in my life that I had been home. I mean, in my own bed where we lived there with my wife every night, because every gig, England is so small that no gig was more than two and a half, three hours away. So uh, and it was such a, an experience to do gigs over there versus doing gigs here because it's a whole different animal. You know, the way you do comedy, how the show starts. Here's, what, here's what's interesting about there. Comics can't stand this. They have a break between every comedian, a 20 to 25-minute break. First guy goes up, the, the host, they call it the compare. He does five minutes, gets him going, brings up the first act. He does 10, 15. They take a 25-minute break. <laughs> then they do another act for like 20. They take a 25-minute break. Then the headliner goes up and uh, does their time. And comics here freak out because they want the show to keep going because you have to – everybody walks off and gets drinks and talks and hangs out, and then they have to come back and do the show. That's a That can be a tough thing. You know, and what's interesting is uh... – uh, I remember I actually saw you on uh, April 2nd of uh, 2016. Uh, if you remember this, um, after uh, after the show, uh, I had made you a, a, a cool collector's card, if you remember that. A collector's card? Yeah. I remember you had on a blue shirt. Yeah. And it had a patch. Uh, yeah. And you uh, also were fact, wearing shoes. A collector's yeah, card. What does it look like? Uh, I'm looking around well, the know, room to see you, if I have it. Well, you know, I, I made you uh, I made you a cool card for your appearance on on today. Uh, you know, but I'm going to send you the one I made for you when uh, we became friends. Here, hold on a second. I'm going to send it. Well, to I you. like the. Uh, I like the. Uh... I'm going to send. It, I'm going to send it to you on Messenger. I just got to pull it up here. 
Yeah. Well, I see on the – isn't that weird we can do this on message? By the way, I'm talking to you on Google Voice. Did you know that existed? I've never, I've never heard of it. Um, well, that's why you sound so good. Well, that's why I sound so good is because I'm on a $200 microphone <laughs> going, oh, okay. through, going through the internet. But uh, is that the card? Yeah. Where is that card? Courtney, yeah, that's uh, so funny. Yeah, My that's, God, that's I've the, gotten so much that's less good looking. You Look when you're on, uh, that's from, that's, uh, that picture was from your uh, appearance when you were here. And I still wear that sweater. That is really sad that I'm just we're, – we're almost six <laughs> years later. I'm still wearing that sweater. I'm wearing it right now. That's the funny thing. And, and also I – also and, and I've, what's with my hand too and my hair? I've, I've never been an attractive fella. I apologize to everyone who has to look at this. And, uh, you know, uh, and I guess I didn't realize this. And I'm sure fans are getting bored with this, so we're going to go back to the interview here. But uh, our our friends and uh, our friends anniversary, uh, uh, if that's actually a thing, uh, you and I actually became friends on Facebook on April 3rd of uh, 2016. Oh, okay, so it was right after that yeah. when you asked yeah. me, "Do you still have the card?" And I was like, "What card? <laughs> card? I don't know what you're talking about. Card? It's I sold it. I traded it for a rookie card." A a uh, Derek Jeter rookie card. So, okay, go back. Any more questions? I want to hear them. Go. Okay. Well, you know, and real quick, you, you traded for a Derek Jeter card. Uh, his rookie card, uh, one of his rookie cards, recently just sold for fifty thousand dollars. So, I think you, I think you came out ahead <laughs> on that deal. <laughs> that's that's true. And uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, another question here in the um, in the. Um, uh, uh, chat room here is uh, when when you do your live shows on Facebook, uh, do people have to pay for those, or can they just tune in and watch? Is the next question. Well, well, depends on the show. The Thursday show is free every week. You can well, we do two ways. We stream it, uh, but you can audience. If you go to virtualcomedyshow.com dot com on Thursdays at nine Eastern, eight. Central, you know the rest. You click the green button, join the show, it brings you into Zoom, and you're right there in the meeting and talking to us. So we decided, as soon as this all started, we started doing paid shows. And it just, we were making, you know, we charged five bucks, we did it through Ticket Leap, and we made a little money, but it just wasn't, we're like, this is not as much fun as just letting anybody come and then stream them too. So nope, we don't charge anything. Now the show we're doing on the Brighton fringe will be uh, five pounds. Uh, those shows, but, but that's all, that's a Halloween show. So that's kind of weird, but, but no, our shows, nope, all free. All right. And then uh, Brad, I'm going to ask you this real quick here. Uh, the radio station is wondering if you'd be willing to, uh, uh, go into our overtime slot uh, overtime. Uh, and go uh, five minutes over the hour. Would you be willing to do that? Well, yeah, of course. I don't care. What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing at 11, 11 p.m. on a Monday? This is what I'm doing on 11 p.m. on a Monday. So, And I get to sleep in tomorrow because I don't have to do anything and I don't have a meeting until the afternoon and, and what the heck. So go, let's go 10 minutes. Let's do it. I love it. All right. All right, so we have so we have Brad Tassels, I guess. Here we got uh, eleven minutes here with uh, Brad. 
So uh, if our fans wanted to uh, check you out and see what you're doing, um, uh, you know, and uh, like in in the future, uh, and if uh, someone wanted to uh, uh, your uh, your Halloween stuff, uh, can they uh, can they book it ahead of time, or do they have to wait till the day of, or how can they uh, get uh, reminders of when it will be? Well, here's the if you go to uh as far as the Halloween show goes, if you go to ultimatehalloweenparty.com, ultimatehalloweenparty.com, the tickets, all the information for the shows is right there. ultimatehalloweenparty.com. There's also a, a link and there will be starting tomorrow <laughs> from bradcastle.com, which is just my website. Two L's, T like in Tom, A S S E L L. So, uh as far as the Halloween show goes, but I'm easy to get a hold of. Easy. You can, you throw a stick out the window and yell my name. I'll probably call your house. So uh, if you put my name in the computer, Brad Tassel, you can find me to anywhere in the world. If you go to my YouTube channel, you can get a hold of me, which is Brad Tassel. Everything is Brad Tassel. So, and I'm the only Brad Tassel in the world, except for a guy who runs a rugby club in New Zealand. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh 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 one of our fans has noticed apparently uh you're too uh and you can correct them if they're wrong. This is coming from them. They're they're saying it looks like uh your two favorite Halloweens uh, your holiday favorite holidays are Halloween and Christmas. Is that true? Yes, of course, because first of all my birthday is Halloween. And uh, it is the only birthday that matters, and everyone else is losers who wasn't born on Halloween. So, and my daughter came home from the Halloween dance two years ago and said they played two freaking Halloween songs. There's no great Halloween songs. There's some. So we did an album full of Halloween songs, which is why I love Halloween. It's the greatest day in the world. I go out every day when I was growing up on Halloween. Everybody gives me presents on my birthday, and I get to eat them. Now, Christmas. Always loved Christmas because uh, I get gifts. Now, the album we did, uh, Steve Goody's Jewish. So we did half Hanukkah, half Christmas songs. And here's, here's a great story. Uh, I had an idea for a song, and that was that uh, Rudolph pooped on the roof, and it made us have to evacuate the house. We're all excited for Christmas. And as Santa lands, Rudolph uh, drops a package on the rooftop. What an idea for a song. So I write this song. Steve helps me with the music. We put it out, and it's just the silliest song about all the reindeer pooping on the roof. The BBC <laughs> picks it up in London. In England, I'm listening to <laughs> – I get a message. We're going to play Rudolph Dropped a Package on My Rooftop on the Christmas show on the BBC radio in England. So my wife and I are listening to the show, and every song is the most lovely. You know, everyone, this next song is about the Virgin Mary and her love of the Christ child, and it's a, it's a really great allegory about the season. So they play the beautiful song, I love you, Jesus. And then the next song, All right, this next song is about the angels bringing the good news to the world of Jesus and being born. You know, and Jesus comes. They do this for like 40 minutes. And they're like, okay, this next song is a little different. It's about pooping on the... <laughs> 
And then they played it, and I was like, all right, I'm on the BBC, man. Now, another thing, Dr. Domeno played five of our songs this year, and that was the biggest honor I've ever gotten in my life, that Dr. Demento is now playing this stuff. So so I do ask everyone to go get these songs. The, the It's called A Kvetchmas Carol, because uh, it's Jewish, um, too. Well, you know, I was gonna say, you know, if you uh, if you love uh, Halloween's or a lot, uh, there's a there's a guy uh, on uh, the WWE, uh, and uh, he's known as the Fiend, and uh, he has this like crazy puppet funhouse. Um, uh, help me out with his name, uh, Granny. Yeah, Ooh, well, uh, uh, I'm trying yeah, to think. You know hey, while I'm you're thinking think. of that. Granny, I'm going to tell you a story, and that is back when I started doing comedy in the 80s, I was in Chicago all the time working the comedy room, and they had a one-night comedy thing. It was at 4 in the morning at a bar called the All-Nighter, and it was a wrestling bar. So you would go oh, wow. to a show there, and it was all professional. And I mean, it was like the bit because Chicago was the home of wrestling back Oh, yeah, it was. And they hated the freaking show. They hated every one of them. <laughs> and the show was at four in the morning, and they just could have cared less, but it was 75 bucks. But I got to meet all these wrestlers. I just met, met Mick Foley. Wow. You know Mick? You know Mick? Oh, yeah. Mick, Mick Foley, he's awesome. Yeah, Nick Foley's amazing. We had so much fun. Uh, that uh, man, but man, it is anybody who says wrestling isn't real needs to be beaten within an inch of their life. Because. Uh the toll it takes on their body just to watch oh, yeah. Mr. Foley. He, I mean, just to see him struggle to, you know, get up on the stage because of, because of the toll that has taken on his body over the years. Oh it's, yeah. It's, oh yeah. It's heartbreaking. For sure. Well, you know, for cool. sure. you, you, you look like, you look like William Franklin and I look like Mick Foley. So we're in good company there. Uh, nice. We have, <laughs> We have we have uh, uh, four minutes left here uh, before they kick us off. So, uh, uh, Brad, uh, I don't know if you'd be willing to do this or not, but we do have a contest going on. Uh, anybody that likes our page on Facebook, Author Ropes, from uh, the end of the show uh, to the beginning of next show, gets qualified to win uh, autographs from the guests from that week, from the week that they uh, like the page. Would you be willing to send us some autographs for some giveaways, Brad? What am I? What am I going to sign? What do you want me to sign? Um, I don't know. I don't, I, these days, these days, do we have pictures anymore? I don't know if I even have pictures. I can. Uh, you know what? I'll sign. Uh, how many of these am I giving away? Five. Five. I will literally sign five downloads. Of if I can find them, they're right over here. I will sign five downloads of my comedy album. And they can have a free copy of my album. I will sign. I have them right in my hand. I will take five of these cards, these download cards, and I will sign those. And so those people will get a free copy of my uh, award nominated for an independent music award comedy album. How's that sound? Well, that's good. Well, okay, then let's do this then. Because I have an ego, you got to sign one of the icon too. Oh, okay. Well, I, so that's six. Right. Well, no, no, you, no. You can do you can do five, one to me, and then I'll give away four others. Okay. So you want me to say you want me to say your name? You want me to say the icon? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, I mean, I could put your name on it, but you want the icon. <laughs> well, yeah, I I'm gonna, to... I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put it on my man cave wall. Okay, cool. I was gonna have, a, I was gonna have a man, I was gonna have a man cave, and then my wife said no. <laughs> well, you know, I'll tell you. Um, uh, you know, real quick here, Brad. Like I said, we got two minutes. You know, uh, I'm getting married in September, uh, uh-huh. and uh, I'm getting married to a wonderful woman, uh, Bernadette. And um, such a sweet uh, she's name. actually she's uh, actually allowing me to have the all sports house. Everything in our house is going to be sports related, but she's also going to make me have a man cave so she can send me down there when she doesn't want to see me. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, uh, right, I'm looking her up right now. Bernadette. Uh, yeah, Bernadette Janschewski <laughs> is the love of my life. Wow, you have like nine thousand. You have five thousand friends. I'm I'm guessing a lot of those are bots, though. Like. Oh uh, no no they're they're all they're all legit. They're all legit. You got some bikini people. What's up with that? That's a, I don't know. Well, if you got bikini people. Well, here's the, here's the thing though. I mean, we've had uh, uh, on our show. You know, we've had famous comedians like you, and we've had. Famous models, <laughs> actors, actresses, independent That's wrestlers. You know. So and, uh, you have named Bernadette. So which Bernadette is yours? Bernadette Janschewski. Janschewski. Okay, let me just. Ooh, she likes a car. I like that. Oh, well, she's that, got a fun page. Uh, I know she she loves Mustangs, and uh, the icon eventually is going to buy her one. Nice. So the this radio station's really paying off. I love it. Well, here's the thing though. The one thing that you want, so I don't know how I'm gonna afford it. If I if I sell everything I own, I could probably buy you lunch. But uh, you know <laughs> Which one does but, she want? Uh, anyone. Nah, that new electric is ugly. It oh, doesn't even look like a Mustang. One. No, no. It it has to, it has to be a classic and not a fox body. Yeah, yeah, no, because my dad likes those. I, yeah, it can't be this, this. Some of these new ones are horrible. It's got to be. I mean, does she want the classic sixty fours or does she like the the muscle ones, like the the big seventies muscle ones or the yeah seventy muscles? Yeah. Oh, yeah, All those right. Are well, I'll tell cool. you what. I'm getting uh, Brad. We're getting the hook here. Uh, so right. uh, we got to wrap this up. We do thank you. I'll for mail these out. Time on your your schedule tonight. We appreciate it. And uh, hopefully uh, we can get you back on again, and I'll send you the address. And then uh, I uh, I do appreciate you being on with us. And everybody be checking out our Facebook page, Author Ropes. Everybody, go to my YouTube channel, though. That's my thing. Go to my YouTube channel, Brad Tassel. And check out, check him out on YouTube. Check out our Facebook, Author Ropes, for who's going to be on next week. It usually drops on Saturday. And uh, we will see you guys next week. And uh, as always. Wear a mask, be safe, join us next week, because we're still coming at you. We ain't going anywhere. Thanks to all our fans and listeners, and we love all you guys. Thank you so much. And then the big swing will hit the intro, and we will go. (laughs) Maybe. Let's do it. My my laptop locked up, so I can't hit it. I I hate this laptop. Are you still uh, on the air? Uh, yeah, until he until we hear the theme. Uh, well, that's fantastic. Know, so, what do we talk about while we're on the air? So, uh, I'm thinking I went, I saw uh, 
something very interesting the other day. Uh, I want to go see. Have you watched the uh, Ted Lasso show? Let's, let's get all the fans out there. Have you? Since you can't get off the air, have you watched Ted Lasso? Yeah. I have not. Is it pretty good? Jason Sudeikis, if you know that guy from SNL, and it's just such a positive show. He's just he's the nicest man on the planet Earth. That's that's the kind of show I have always wanted to do. You know, I like being positive. I, I can't watch negative comedy anymore. I can't watch hateful. I can't watch mean spirited. I want people to be funny, but also not make people go like, God, what a jerk that guy is. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's awesome, and I I don't like people being mean either. Yeah, I just did a I just did a show at a great club. Comedy Attic is a beautiful room in in Bloomington, Indiana, and they told the comics they said, look, don't walk on my stage and spew out bigoted garbage. Don't even do it. Right. You know, it's just there's just no point in it, and it's you're going to lose. You know, and 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 don't get. Don't get political to the point where you're going to have half the people go, "What the hell is this idiot doing up there?" You know, you got, you got, you got so many ways to be funny without being hateful and negative. So, so I know. Are you still on the air? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, yeah, I, I guess we are. But uh, <laughs> uh, uh, if you, uh, if all of a sudden you you start talking and nobody, Granny, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Uh, I don't know what uh, Big Swing is doing. I told him my laptop is locked up. I can't hit the outro. He's got to do it. <laughs> but uh, Granny, where yeah, do you live? I live in Springdale, Arkansas. That's a beautiful, beautiful town, Springdale, Arkansas. Uh, and do you have grandchildren? No, I well, I I have adopted grandchildren, like all my wrestling friends, my wrestling uh, buddies. Well, no, their I kids, no, you know? I know, I know, I get that, I get that. I just wondered if you actually no. had real, because no. we're at well, a point I, in our I, lives. I, well, I have, I have, I have my son's, my son's dog, my grand dog. <laughs> okay. I have one son who's thirty four, and uh, oh, he okay. was diagnosed with bipolar disorder at eleven mm-hmm. years old. So he. I mean, I'll never have, I'll never have grandchildren. I mean, so. Well, you know, Granny, you have Homer too. Yeah, I got Homer. I got little Homer. So I got my little buddy Homer. So. Are you uh, Are you married right now? Yeah, I'm married. I've been married. Uh, this is my second marriage. Um, mm-hmm. I, my husband David and I will be married twelve years in December. So uh, he's not a comedian, though, is he? Well, uh, he's I mean, got a pretty good sense no, of humor. No, no he's no, got a not pretty good funny. sense of humor. No, I was going to say, no, if he was a comedian, he might have kids in other towns you don't know about. See, that's the no, he's not, he's, not a, he, he's, he's not a comedian, so. <laughs> he, he hasn't been on the road quite a bit, so. Uh, no, so, no, uh, no. No. Well, Although, you know, Brad, speak, speaking of that, Brad, did you know that Courtney's went under? No, I knew that. Yeah. Courtney's when I knew they were out of business. The hotel's out of business. I mean, the whole place, <clears> is, <throat> the whole town is about out of business right there. I mean, that was, and now I like going there, but the hotel was a little quiet when I was there too. I mean, the whole place was like dead half the time. It was, it, and wasn't it an old, it was like a, an original, uh, one of those domes, like the, the pleasure dome or what do they call those holiday, the holodome originally. So it was kind of, 
empty. It was like a dead mall. You know what I mean? The whole hotel was just so quiet and a little creepy all the time. So, which is kind of fun, especially when you, you know, you're breaking. Matter of fact, the room next door to me was haunted. It was wild. One night I'm laying in bed and I'm hearing like, hmm, 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 hmm,